0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Bright Future, a weekly political and philosophical podcast that follows current events. Each episode begins with a researched essay section to lay out the objective facts before I open up the discussion to the listeners to discuss our subjective opinions. However, to keep our discussion civilized, I have organized the following rules. Do not insult each other, bringing in a second argument that is not relevant to the first is a red herring fallacy. Hitchens' Razor says that which can be stated without evidence can also be dismissed without evidence. When it comes to your facts, make sure you are using a reputable source or a basic universal truth like mathematics. The Sagan Standard says that extraordinary claims require extraordinary evidence to prove. This combined with Occam's Razor helps avoid plausible explanations becoming wildly implausible. Hanlon's razor states not to attribute to malice that which could be reasonably attributed to plain stupidity. This helps avoid us viewing people as evil when they may instead be simply uninformed. Lastly, take into account new information to refine and update your opinions. Opinions are subjective, meaning they can vary from viewpoint to viewpoint without necessarily being incorrect. However, if your opinions contradict facts which are objective, it can become an impediment to affecting healthy and positive change in our world. This is called belief perseverance. I'm your host, Samuel Adams, but please call me Sam. This podcast aims to look at our political events and how we may improve, so that there may one day be a bright future. With no further ado, let's begin our episode for this week, which I have titled, One More Time. The Speaker of the United States House of Representatives. If you've been paying attention to the news over the past week, you've probably seen that title tossed around in the headlines. But what is this position? How do we choose who the Speaker is, and why is it all over the news? The Speaker of the House is the head of the House of Representatives, first established in 1789. The Speaker is usually the leader of the House's majority political party. And while the constitution does not specifically state what role and responsibilities the Speaker of the House takes, they do still have more political power than the other members of the House. The Speaker's primary job is to make sure that the House passes bills that the majority party supports to the next step of the legislative process. The Speaker is the primary link of communication between the President and the White House. In addition, the Speaker is the one who receives declarations from various officials that state that the President is no longer able to serve as the President or is unable to resume office, like their doctor or in some other event where the 25th amendment takes place. The Speaker is elected by the other members of the House at the beginning of a new Congress after a general election, so basically every other year. Now if you'll remember I did do an episode a few months ago about how I was going who I was going to vote for in November's general election, which is the first time that I actually officially voted. That election now goes into effect, or did go into effect on January third. I've lost my spot. Um In order to become the new speaker, you need the majority of the votes. Not more votes than the other candidates, but the majority, more than 50%. That means that if there are two options, it is possible that no candidate receives more than 50%, in which case the vote is thrown out or needs to be redone. Because the speaker is voted in at the beginning of every other year, the speaker can change in the middle of a presidential term. or. The President can change in the middle of a Speaker's term. The Speaker and the President, if the Speaker and the President belong to the same political party, the role tends to be more ceremonial, which effectively allows one party to quickly forward their agenda, although usually at the expense of the other party. On the other hand, if the Speaker and the President belong to opposite parties, they tend to bump heads more, the Speaker gets more public. With their role and their influence tends to increase, and the speaker commonly becomes the most vocal opponent of a president's political agenda. For the most recent example, Speaker Nancy Pelosi was very vocal against Trump's proposed border wall, saying, "Quote, we've got the recording here, so I have to pause the music and switch over. A wall is an immorality. It's not who we are as a nation, and this is." A wall is an immorality, it's not who we are as a nation. That's what she, she said that very publicly while Trump was pushing for that proposed border wall. Now, remember earlier how I said what the, how the Speaker is elected? You don't win by getting more votes than your opponents. Instead, you need to get more than half the votes. Which is where last week's story began. January 3rd, 2023 was the first day of a new Congress, the 118th Congress, where the members that won the votes from last November's election were sworn in. In that election, the Republicans won the majority of House seats, but only narrowly, 225 Republicans to 216 Democrats. Congress opened on January 3rd, and the vote for the Speaker of the House commenced. One of the choices was Republican Kevin McCarthy. He is currently in his ninth House term and had previously been a candidate for the Speaker in 2015 but dropped out, saying that the Republicans needed a fresh face to unite them and I am not that guy. Though there is some speculation that the actual reason that he dropped out was due to allegations of an affair with another congressperson. Another choice was Democrat Hakeem Jeffries, who's currently in his sixth term. After the roll call vote, and 203 votes for McCarthy, 212 votes for Jeffries, and 19 votes for various other candidates. That's 46.8% of the votes for McCarthy and 48.8% for Jeffries. No majority. The vote was cast again. And again, but by the third time, 20 of those 225 Republicans were voting for other candidates than McCarthy. Congress adjourned after three ballots and reconvened on January 4th, a 4th, 5th, 6th ballots, all with the same 20 Republicans voting against McCarthy and four other uh, options. January 5th, and a 7th, 8th, 9th, 10th, and 11th ballot, all with those same 20 Republicans all voting against McCarthy. However, in prior ballots, they were usually unified in their alternative choice. On the 5th, those dissenting votes were spread out more between various other candidates. And during that 10th ballot, something funny happened. It's- Trump. The Honorable Donald J. Trump of the state of Florida has received one, yeah. with one recorded as present. No member elect having received the majority of the votes cast, a speaker has not been elected. Yes, you heard that right. David or sorry, Republican Matt Gates nominated Donald Trump for the Speaker of the House. In case you're wondering, the Speaker doesn't actually need to be a member of the House, which Trump isn't right now. So if he got the majority, Trump could have actually become the Speaker, but it only got but he only got the one vote and only for that one election. For that one vote. Congress reconvened on January 6th, and the House voted a 12th and 13th time. However, during these ballots, there were less holdouts. This time, only seven Republicans voted against McCarthy on the 12th, and six on the 13th. Still, McCarthy didn't get those last few votes, so he still did not get the majority. So, the House adjourned until later that evening to allow McCarthy to try and negotiate for those last few holdouts. The 14th ballot, and now only four Republicans voted against him. This left McCarthy with 216 out of the 432 votes that were cast, exactly 50%. But 50% isn't a majority, it's only half. Rapidly approaching midnight, the House proceeded to vote on a motion to adjourn until noon on January 9th, and hopefully in that time, Those four holdouts could be convinced to, at the very least, switch their votes to present and lower the total number of votes from 432 to 428. However, due to family obligations, many of the Republicans who voted for McCarthy wouldn't be able to attend on the 9th. So instead, Majory Taylor Green called Donald Trump on her cell phone and passed it around to those four holdouts to try and convince them to change their votes, and they agreed. Suddenly, that vote to adjourn could become critical. If they closed the session, there would be no vote, and as the vote began to close, many of the members of the House began to chant. One more time. January sixth, eleven fifty PM, the fifteenth vote for the Speaker of the House began. It concluded at twelve thirty-seven AM on June 7th. Two hundred and sixteen votes for McCarthy out of out of four hundred and twenty-eight total votes cast. Fifty point five percent. That's a majority, baby. <laughs> At this point, though, I. All of this, though, and I don't know who Kevin McCarthy is, nor do I have an opinion on him, so let, let, let's try to build one. Why not? Most of the information I found is in regards to his political positions rather than his personal life or background, so it's his political positions and how they've changed over time. McCarthy has gotten into frequent fights with various environmental groups and does not accept the scientific consensus of climate change as of 2014. He even opposed regulations on methane leaking from drilling facilities, calling them quote bureaucratic and unnecessary. If you remember back to my climate change episode, methane is four times worse than carbon dioxide when it comes to warming the planet. In addition, methane could be used as a natural, clean-burning gas if anyone could be bothered to actually catch it instead of just letting it leak into the atmosphere. So my opinion is... Bureaucratic and unnecessary, my ass! However, more recently, McCarthy seems to have taken strides to correct this misstep by proposing several environmental bills, saying... We've got to actually do something different than we've done to date. For a 28 year old, the environment is the number one and number two issue. Now, I'm only 21, but that means the environment is an even bigger issue for me. You've heard the protests, you'll die of old age, I'll die of climate change. Climate change isn't an issue that affects McCarthy personally in any direct way, but it will affect his two kids. McCarthy's switch on climate change, though, doesn't feel it's because he's genuinely changed his opinion. It feels like he's trying to buy the young vote. In addition, the various pieces of legislation he has suggested have been very controversial to those various climate change groups. Speaking of controversy... This brings me to the one political area that I really don't like going to. Donald Trump. McCarthy was a very early supporter of Trump, saying that his intensity could help win White House seats. He also defended Trump after the 2018 midterm elections when the Democrats won the House majority, and the the Democrats were starting to possibly look into investigating Trump. McCarthy described these investigations as a small agenda, and that he had already been investigated for a long period of time. He also defended Trump's request for Ukraine to investigate candidate Biden for him. However, McCarthy condemned the Capitol riot, saying that Trump, quote, bears responsibility for Wednesday's attack on Congress by mob rioters, should have immediately denounced the mob when he saw what was unfolding. However. He did not vote to impeach and instead called for a censure resolution, a public condemnation of his actions. It was later reported that McCarthy had called Trump during the riot, asking him to send the National Guard, but Trump refused, saying, quote, Well, Kevin, I guess these people are more upset about the election than you are. However, despite these public condemnations of the riot, McCarthy voted against establishing a commission that would have investigated further into said riot and now, two years later, McCarthy and Trump are working together to get him elected as Speaker of the House. My personal opinion of McCarthy as a Speaker of the House is as of yet undecided. Despite the rocky past, I think that I should at the very least give him a chance to see if he will do some good with the position. He has shown that he is at the very least willing to change his political stances over time, even if it seems to me that they're for the wrong reasons. Maybe that's enough to help build towards a bright future. No one else has joined the discord voice chat for today, so I'm going to end this episode here. Check the description for more information, including the resources I used to build this episode. You can also join our Discord server to discuss these and other topics, as well as join in when these episodes are recorded every Monday at 7pm Central Time. If you would like to support the show or spread the word, I have a merch store full of items that show off both the show's logo and icons for individual episodes. As always, thank you for listening to this episode of Bright Future. These episodes are released every Tuesday at 6pm Central, so I will see you back here next week.